Welcome to Empowering Chats with Susan Burrell. This is where I help strong, capable women excavate the inner garbage in their life so they can become more confident and have more clarity on who they are and how they really want to be in the world. We have rich, juicy conversations about, yeah, you guessed it, empowerment, but also about radiating your brilliance and loving yourself more than you ever have in your life. And who doesn't want that? So join me now for another empowering chat. Hi. So uh, the month of October is empower, right? Live your empowered life. That's my whole dealy do. So of course, empower has to be in here somewhere. And the definition of empower is to give power or authority to, listen to this, to authorize, enable, permit. So my question to you is how do you empower yourself? Are you giving yourself your own authority to make your own choices, to live your life the way you choose or are you giving your power away? Are you giving it away to someone who is disempowering you? And then the flip of that is or are you surrendering that ego voice, that ego thing so that to a higher power, right? To a higher authority, there's a difference. One's spiritual and one's human. So empower. I can't wait to see what happens with all these other podcasts this month. I, I'm fascinated to see how everybody's gonna be talking about empowerment. How cool, enjoy the show. Alrighty, so uh, today I have a fascinating guest. I'm already just like getting all this energetic affirmation that this conversation is just of the highest, <laughs> of the highest information. Um, and I'm going to be speaking with a, a guy who just came out with a book that I'm going to tell you right now, everybody, is, is like a, I want to say it's like the cliff notes to universal truth to connection with yourself to connection with source to and then you get to have all the other good stuff when we, when we drop in and do that so i want to welcome brandon beecham brandon thanks for joining me thank you so much for being here susan b that's my mom is susan b so i can remember this well so First of all, I want everybody to know that Brandon has a really great podcast called Positive Head Podcast. Um, and if you haven't listened to him, I highly recommend you go and do that because he's had some phenomenal guests, very similar to what I've done on my show and uh, with people. Uh, and, and a lot of the wisdom has been poured into your new book. And, it, and the book is called The Golden Key modern alchemy to unlock infinite abundance yes you know uh with the book thank you for saying all that i've been on a path of 25 years of deep exploration of the ultimate nature of reality as i like to refer to it mm -hmm. and um it's what i set out to do with the book and the idea came to me in dramatic fashion in a dream of how I would approach it and all kinds of synchronicities. And, and there's a bunch of stories in the book uh, about it, including the cover art, et cetera. And um, yeah, the, the aim was to really take my 25 years of deep exploration and waxing poetic on 
1500 podcast episodes and talking to anyone who will listen about this stuff. Um, how can I distill this down and make it as digestible as possible? And uh, like you said, a cliff notes version, you know, I want something in, in this case, it ended up being about 100 pages to read or just over three hours if you listen to the audiobook. And that was really the aim It's like, I want to, you know, have an offering that really sums up my perspectives on the ultimate nature of reality and a lot of other thought leaders. I like to refer yes. to myself as a thought leader DJ, uh, mixing up and expanding on some of those ideas. And um, yeah, so that that was the aim. And uh, it's been quite the adventure so far and very happy with with how the ride has has treated me. <laughs> well, yeah, and get ready because it's going to accelerate, I'm sure. Um, so Brandon, the, the thing I noticed about your book is what you just said, it, it is, it's a very small book, everybody. And um, there was another author in the 30s that wrote a book by the, a similar title, The Golden mm -hmm. Key. And mm -hmm. it was a very small book. like Very, he, very small, maybe, like an essay. Right, it was like 20 pages maybe, and it was tiny. And mm -hmm. because I've studied that book, and then the, your book has taken and added to and gone beyond what was known mm -hmm. uh, almost 100 years ago because yeah. of all the revelations of quantum physics, that has connected, uh, connected us to the awareness that we are that divine spark or light or however you want to label it and that we're all connected. Right. So let's talk about that. Let's drop into the, the oneness of sure. all. Sure. Yeah. And I would just say quickly that the book you're referring to or, or the essay, short essay by uh, Emmett Fox, uh, I was really excited when I first, I dreamed of the concept. I mean, I always knew I would write a book or books and it was waiting until I felt the inspirational nudge to do it. And um, I had a dream on August 6th, 2020 was when it actually happened. And, um, and I, you know, thought about, okay, the concept and the unique way I'm going to distribute the book and all of it. And I was excited about it. And then I was like, well, what would this book be called? And I thought, well, the golden key seems appropriate. I wonder if anyone's used that title. And I went and searched and that's when I found Emmett Fox's work from 1931. And I instantly got chills when I read the description of it because it was very similar to what was being sort of, you know, revealed to me in the dream state, which is like, hey, let's make this playful, a gamified kind of thing. And and uh, there's that element to to this book. And at the end, I invite people to play the golden game as I call it. And um, And so when I was reading Emmett Fox's description, it was like, don't take my word for it. I dare you to just try these ideas on for yourself and see. And it was like, oh my gosh, that's what I'm going to say. Like, you know, and then, and then it went on with that. You know, I don't know if you read the, the story of the cover art is really fascinating. No, I, I haven't gotten there yet, but. Oh, I could share it later now or what, you well, know. Well, you've or, got sacred geometry yeah. on here, plus, a, plus some Celtic and schematic mm images and uh you know which i'm just like and then you had to say modern alchemy and i was hooked yeah <laughs> yeah well I'll, I'll share with you real quick because it's just so fun and i'm such a sucker for good stories and synchronicities and signs and that sort of thing and so when i had the whole concept i then went to um i went to my good friend dear friend vajra who's one of the most incredible visionary artists on the planet i would say and um i went to him and said you know 
hey, Vajra, I had this dream and, you know, the, the, the name and I searched it and I found this guy Emmett Fox and then his other biggest work was published on my birthday and I oh, have wow. all the synchronicity around, my, I have this crazy amount of synchronicity around my birthday. It's like a 15 minute story. But um, so I'm like, I just, it's just magic, you know, and Vajra, would you be willing to possibly create the cover art? And he's, after I was done with my whole spiel, he was like, well, if you're done, it's my turn. Let me get my dream journal. And he pulls out his dream journal. He goes, a few months ago, I was, I had a dream. I was at, I, I, I manage a property in, in LA, uh, Venice beach area called the mystic manor, kind of communal transformational hub. And, um, and he's like, I, I had a dream. I was at the mystic manor manor and I was hunting for the key to everything. Oh my. And he went into his whole dream from months earlier. And my concern with asking him to do the cover art is I wanted to put the book out really quickly. Mm -hmm. And I know his artistic process is normally pretty lengthy. He's like the quintessential artist, you know? Um, so I'm like, oh, he's probably not going to rush for me, you know? And he's like, so after he reads his whole detailed dream to me from months earlier, he's like, so to answer your question, will I create the cover art for your book? I already started it months ago because I was so inspired by the dream I had at your property. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Cool? I got chills, Brandon. That's like, <laughs> right. I love it. The way when, when we're tuned in and tuned up and aligned, right. Then, then what, what you're calling a synchronicity, it's not, it's just guidance to, okay, now I go here and then I go there right. and That's everything right. falls into place without it being effort. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Just following those breadcrumbs, you know, right. from spirit and, and it became very crystal clear. That was my next step was to, to, you know, go down this path. And, and so, um, yeah, there, there's, you know, and him and I have some, more uh, pretty incredible story from years before that, that led to our friendship, which led to a lesson in trusting, you know, and this whole thing. And he ended up go taking that the path of trust, which then led to our friendship, which then led to him meeting his wife on the first episode of my late night style show. And now they're married and, you know, got married here. And it just like, it's such a cool thing to see when these paths unfold for us. Yes. Yes. And I'm hearing the word catalyst too, Brandon, mm. Mm. right? So uh, uh, I believe that many of us, all of us really are catalysts for our own inner change. And then that ripples out into changing the course of humanity. Mm. But we have to become awake and aware, right? To be that yep. catalyst, to be that. So, so how would you suggest people do that because I know that information's in your book too, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, great question. How, how do people step into, you know, unlocking their greatest and grandest self is really what I'm hearing. And, um, and you're right. It is going to involve catalyzing energy for self and, and rippling out for those around you. You know, Gandhi said it well, he said, if you want to find yourself, lose yourself in the service of others. Oh the reason, yeah. the reason that holds true, because there are no others, and there's a great meme. Uh, I wish I'd saved it. I saw a while back where it's like a bunch of people sitting around a big pot of stew, and uh, and, and and they had really long spoons, and it was like actually maybe it was like a video, and they were trying to feed themselves, and they couldn't because the spoon was too long, and then they finally figured out I can I can actually what I can do is I can 
dip and feed the person across from me, you know? And so everyone's sort of sharing and helping to, to, to feed each other. And so that is such a great analogy for what's happening uh, right now us. Yeah. It's like, you're going to, you know, the, the first thing is, is, is really believing in your worth, you know, and a lot of people get caught in these stories of I'm not good enough. I can't do what Susan does or Brandon does, or this person on my Instagram feed look how attractive they are, whatever the story is of separation that right. creates uh, inferiority. It's actually, you're, it, it's, it's all about the story you tell around what's happening, right? Abracadabra translates to I create as I speak. We are yes. spelling, we are casting a spell. Our words are our wands. So what I tell when I see something that I really want more of in my life, mm -hmm. instead of, oh my gosh, I could never do that. And look, you know, he's got this, that, and the other. Instead, I say, ah, out of all the things that could be showing up in my field in this moment, that is showing up because I'm such a close vibrational uh, match. Yes. That which is likened to itself is drawn. Water seeks to find its own level. So if I'm seeing something that I admire, ah, wow, it's getting closer. It's getting closer. Instead of that's the that's the oneness perspective versus the separation perspective of oh they're over there and I'm over here and I could never have that. And abracadabra, you're creating it, you know. And so that's the first thing is is understanding that you no one is more worthy than you are. Uh, or ever has been. You are as worthy as anyone ever has been, could be, or will be. The universe itself, the physical universe, 14 billion-ish years of evolution to culminate into you in this moment, and you're going to question. I mean, literally, you, you, the atoms that made you out uh, up were created in the crucible of creation at the beginning of the known physical universe. They've lived out entire life cycles as another being, as a star, you know, young starhood, middle age, old age, uh, a, a fiery death as is fitting a star. It's got strewn across the cosmos and reforming as you, you know, thousands of grandparents in the last couple hundred years. 400 years alone, it's like 2,000 plus grandparents you have. Think of the choice points, the hardships, the love loss, the challenges, all so you could be here now to, to experience reality, and you're going to question your worth and your value. You are worthy just by virtue of being. Being here. Just being here, anything from there's icing on the cake. So that's really the starting point. Knowing it's going to involve service in some, in some way, shape, or form because that's, it's in giving that we receive because yep. there are no others. And if something feels aligned and doesn't feel like, um, you know, um, violative or, you know, being taken advantage of in some way, and someone is wanting, you know, could use your assistance or help, uh, always do it. You're going to find an opportunity to give away what you want for yourself to others. And when it checks those boxes, do it, do it, do it, because it's in giving that we receive. That's well, and what happens, out. what I've noticed, Brandon, in my uh, life is uh, that at, the more you give, the more it multiplies, right? Yep. So, so that the, the, the universe, which is like such a small word for what it is we're really talking about in this whole all one I-ness, but it, it just constantly wants to multiply whatever, and it does multiply the stuff that's not positive, right? But if we focus like what you're talking about of being of service to others and giving first, it comes back tenfold immediately. These are such old universal principles, you guys, that yep. 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 have been around for eons, 
probably when we were all stardust just floating around going, okay, what are we going to do now? <laughs> it's how it's designed, you know? And once you start to understand the nature of the situation in which you find yourself, it's like, Hey, if you're in a game and it, there's certain ways that things are designed, it helps to know the rules and the way things are set up. And, and this is uh, fundamental as in, is in giving that we receive and that, you know, you are one, you're a fractal, you know, of source consciousness. It's like Rumi said, you aren't the, the, the drop separate from the ocean. The ocean is in the drop. Exactly. And once you start really feeling that now you feel your worth, you feel, and it's inevitable that there's that thing for you that from this moment forward, that is the greatest and grandest version of you that wants to be realized if you will meet it there, you know? Okay. So Brandon, let's move. So we're, we, we've, so I, I'm seeing this infinity symbol, right? You know, mm -hmm. or a uh, mm -hmm. scalar wave, if you want, because we've just tapped on some of the spiritual components, but can, let's go into the, the science that you you have in the book. Sure. Uh, about the, how it proves that we are all connected and sure. that we what we do that that being that drop in the ocean and the ocean in the drop affects mm -hmm. everything everything yeah. and everyone so so let's do the scalar wave over yeah. here sure yeah, and yeah, yeah. About the, how, i want to talk i want us to just mention tap on briefly um the quantum physics of life as well as, and these are all new concepts over the last uh, century or, yeah. or even more recent that we didn't have before, which is what is, I, I believe, and, and you tell me, Brandon, it's what is helping us to uh, transmute and evolve at a rapid pace now because many more people have the understanding of how everything actually yeah works not the way we thought it was yeah 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 well you know what's great is science and spirituality are doing a dance right now that is just incredible because yeah, yeah. you know they're just you know two sides of the same coin in a sense and i think it was nassim harriman who said you know all um sort of magical things to us is just science we have yet to understand right, right? but right. science itself is rooted is, is magic that it exists and so it's like it's just like you know the 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 two sided two sides of the same coin depending on how you're looking at it but yeah i mean the one thing is it, i think it's always very grounding uh, pun intended to know that you're stellar being you're actually made of stars as i mentioned or or this idea that you know, um, we look at reality as a solid thing yeah. that's happening, but really what's going on under the hood is the particles, these atoms that make me up are when we zoom in, they're, hold on, they're not solid at all. They're 99.9999% space. And the part of it we call solid are actually vibrations of energy. They're not, they're popping in and out of existence so quickly kind of like a movie screen it flickers so quickly it appears you know like it's one fluid thing but it's really flickering uh, very rapidly and fools the eye and that's what's happening with us as beings we we are literally made of light and we're flickering so quickly and the particles we don't know where they come from or where they go to you know when they show up but they show up intelligently and in an organized way that create this uh, sort of illusion of of solidity but if you get, you know, even when you get down to it, like touching something, 
that a fee, it's very convincing that you're touching, I'm touching the desk right now, but really what I'm feeling is the repulsion between the atoms in my hands and the atoms in the desk that are just kind of like magnets pushing each other away. And so you never actually touch anything. You're in a light show. It's obviously been programmed like a video game, you know, very similar attributes. Oh, if you zoom in, it pixelates. Oh, hold on. There's, it's been programmed. Oh, it's all made of light. You know, oh, what is the double slit experiment show uh, in physics? Well, when the observer is watching, it's in, snapped into one place. When the observer is not watching, it's in a state of quantum superposition or possibilities. Right. It's I like call a it a video potential. game. I call it potential because in. Yeah. Because it's it's act, actualizing, activating, and actualizing our human potential to uh, comprehend that we are those beings of light. Yeah, right, absolutely, absolutely. And, and, and I'm sorry. sorry go, go ahead. ahead. No, go, go ahead. ahead. Oh, okay, so, I was gonna. <laughs> okay, we have too much to say. You go. <laughs> so I was gonna go on to to mention a little bit about you know simulation argument. And how this has become a thing that's pretty um, prevalent and popular now, even with some of the brightest minds on the planet, you have people like Elon Musk, you know, saying, hey, one in a billion, billions chance that we are in a base level reality as opposed to a simulation. And, you know, a lot of this started really gaining ground in the early 2000s. Uh, a guy named Nick Bostrom from Oxford wrote a paper called Simulation Argument, and he basically <clears throat> postulated that, okay, there's um, three possibilities with a advanced civilization or what he called post-human. And, and what he meant by post-human is a society that gets, overcomes all the obstacles that would lead to its demise. Mm -hmm. And um, sort of like, oh, uh, they made it through the teenage years <laughs> with the car keys, you know? And uh, so he said, look, there's three possibilities. A, a society evolves to the point where it's uh, dies out before it achieves post-human status. It achieves two, it achieves post-human status, but then opts for low technology. Or three, it um, achieves post-human status and opts to continue to develop high technology. Well, what was interesting is then he did an algorithm to try and to determine which was the most likely. What he determined is the uh, achieving uh, post-human and, and continuing to develop high, high technology was most likely. And what that points to is all it takes is one society to have done that and then create uh, simulated ancestors, right? Like oh, we're, we're wow. already doing it. Yeah. So, so, you know, if you think of it in those terms, like you, when our technology is already getting to the point now, we have like Sims video games and things where it's getting more and more and more real. Look at virtual reality. Well, imagine a society a thousand years or a hundred thousand or a million years older than us. They could create, you know, infinite simulated ancestors. I mean, for, you know, we could be on a little kid's shelf 500 years in the future. And we're, this is Xbox 50, you know, and all it takes is one of those base level realities to create many simulated uh, versions of themselves, which is why you have people like Elon Musk saying, hey, more likely than not, this is a simulation. Now, that's a little frightening, I think, to some people, you know, or it's a little unsettling. But I, I always say, look, that's not necessarily something to be uh, tripped out by or feel scared of like, oh, I'm not real. It's like, well, hold on. We are the creator and created rolled into one. So behind 
the simulation is our higher self, I would say, creating it for ourselves. And it's like, think of it like if you were going to be a, a jet fighter, a pilot, what would they do? They Would they throw you in the cockpit and throw you up in the F-18 right away? And no, they would put you in a simulation first in an environment which is safer while you get your chops before you're in a bigger arena, a bigger right, game. Right, and right. that's what I believe is happening here. You're in a simulation as you learn to get your chops of manifestation and creation in, a, in an environment that the stakes, although they appear high to us if we die, you know, but I, you know, I believe when you get to the other side, it's like Ram Dass said, oh, it's like taking off a tight shoe, you know, like, oh, okay. That was like really just a simulation. And here I am back, you know, I was learning things there. Back so, into the oneness and the allness where all, all wisdom and knowledge is shared. So each of us, as we incarnate, this is my belief, um, as we incarnate on this particular plane, this particular planet, because there's many other planets where people are, or beings, but we're all here to evolve and learn together. And that goes back to your oneness and interacting and knowing that uh, we're all connected. And when we each consciously wake up, if you will, or remember that we're here to learn, to play the game, to evolve and grow, then we can contribute to the bigger, greater, highest good in, in whatever it is we're here to contribute to. And that goes back to the giving part too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's, um, and it's like, as you like a video game, as you level up and, you know, you defeat the boss at the end of a level, you get to go to another level of experience where you have new gifts. Oh, oh, great. I, I passed that test and now I get this new, you know, uh, you know, jet suit or whatever, you whatever. get more toys and more ability to create and more tools for the next part of the, the journey. And so, you know, that's what I believe we're all doing. We're, we're somewhere in that journey. And um, it's an exciting time to be alive, especially when you get to the point in the journey where you actually start to have an understanding of what's going on. It's, you know, <laughs> it feels awfully fun. good. It's a lot more fun. And, the, and, and then the, uh, miracles or synchronicities or manifestation again multiplies because you're now in the joy of it, right? Yep. yep. And and therefore the acceptance of it. And oftentimes I know in my life when I start getting a lot more joy or a lot more love coming at me because yep. I've been living it, there's a part of me that goes, no, wait, oh, wait, wait, a little too much. Let me just whoa, whoa, whoa. So because your book is about also about abundance and it's not just abundance to have things and money. It's what we've been talking about abundance of uh, giving and loving and being and all that. But because it's about abundance, Brandon, when someone begins to say, Oh no, no, it's getting too good. What, what would you say to them? Hmm. Okay, what would you say to me, Brandon? I'm <laughs> it's getting too good. Um, interesting. It's like, can it ever get too good? It, it, I, I think here's the thing, w whatever goodness is coming and it, it's going to be rooted in there. There's the higher the branches, the deeper the roots. So yeah. I think it's important for us to know who and what we are is not for the faint of heart what God source, higher self, the universe, whatever you want to call it, uh, is it's, it's it all. 
And yes. you can't know that which you are unless you know that which you are not. So, you know, it's, it's understanding, taking a mature approach to understanding reality and that it's not just all unicorns, rainbows, and butterflies. Yes, you can have those things. And actually, you know, you, you can only really appreciate those things if you can only know that which you are and what the root of what source is, is love. But that only means something if there's contrast. So you've never seen a great work of art without shadow in it, right? Exactly. And you are your soul's great work of art. So that shadow, the hardship, the challenge, that's, it, it's a part of it. That's, it's coming, right? The, uh, the, the higher heights of uh, too good, well, you know what? You will, um, the, the, the reality is, is exposure can breed indifference. You know, I, I, even where I'm here at the, the, the mystic manor, you know, it's like people come in and they're like, oh my gosh, this place. Wow. The visionary art. Wow. The, and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. I forgot. It's you're right. It's extraordinary, you know? And so I see it every day. So it's, um, it's an important piece to have, you know, that, that contrast. So that's what I would say to someone who is feeling, you know, too good, I would say, uh, hold on, now you're diminishing what the, 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 the price you've paid to experience the goodness. And at the end of the day, um, don't be fooled. You know, everything, we, everything that we really value, we're going to ultimately lose. Now, it may come back around. It will come back around in another form. Ultimately, yes. that's yeah. the silver lining. But, you know, it's all... You know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, the, the cat's out of the bag. We're going to die. It's coming to an end. So really appreciating when it's there by um, having the proper perspective on the, the transient nature of your experience, I think is, is really important. Because and, there's, and there's so many people that don't even know how to begin to understand that or accept it or, you, you know, and I think that's the gift of this huge lockdown we've all gone through. And I'm, I'm praying it's the gift is a, a, a lot of people woke up and said, whoa, that, that daily ride on the 405 is not my jam anymore. And, and yep, you know, right. putting on a suit or high heels to get to work is not what I want to do. I want to yep. be, with, you know, whatever myself, my family, my dog. So, yep. okay. A couple of your keys uh, are trust the mystery Mm. let's talk about that and then i want to talk about loving what comes because i think that's kind of going to tap on what this what we were just yeah. yeah 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 you know trusting the mystery um I, I, it's it's really it's about coming into the 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 knowing enough you know it's like the more you know the more you realize you don't know but right. when you get to the point where i know enough to know life is happening for me, not to me. That's a big turning point because now I don't necessarily have all the answers as to the why things are unfolding. I can have my own. And a lot of times people will say expectation is the enemy and desire is the enemy. I don't really agree with that in its proper context yes. in, in place. I think it's fine. We're meant to have desire and, 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 and expectation with a healthy sense of detachment. So learning to tell the story, okay, this is based off of my limited awareness and knowledge as my human 
uh, all, all data points taken into account and all experience taken into account. This is where I'd like to navigate to left next. This is what I would like to experience next. And I also realize my human to some degree only sees so much of the board and is playing checkers compared to my higher self, which is playing chess. And so, um, so once I start to trust the mystery that, you know, like a master, someone who embraces whatever shows up because they know no matter what it's happening for them, not to them. And that actually a higher self, their higher self helped to orchestrate that happening. So it takes away all the need to have it figured out and the ups and downs of if this happens, I'm happy. If this happens, I'm sad. If this, you, you go from being reactive to proactive. I'm right. going to show up into this situation. I'm going to set intentions. I'm going to set my sails in this direction based off of everything I know. But I also know I don't know a lot. And uh, I know just enough to know I don't know much. And it's great when I saw it correctly and it pans out the way I intended to manifest. Awesome. Great. I did that. You know, oh, it showed it, something totally different happened. Okay. I don't know. I may not know exactly why I'm getting this lump of coal yet, but I trust that there's a diamond behind it in disguise waiting for me to alchemize it, right? This is, this is the art of alchemy and its finest, you know, uh, transmuting things until, you know, uh, seeing things uh, from the perspective of expanded higher self. What, how would, what's the most loving way I could start to weave a story around this experience? And, and I uh, love that you said the most loving way because so many of us run our story and it's it's with anger, hurt, shame, yep. and then yep. get more of that. And to move yep. that, that anger, hurt, shame story into a place of detached awareness and love, that yep. I think is, is part of why we're here. Because I agree with you, the lump of coal, when I've been given the lump of coal, when I begin to just trust that there is something bigger working on my behalf, through me and for me and as me, then that lump of coal, I mean, I've seen it manifest several times in the last 10 years. And I'm like, wow, yeah. wow, that's- wow. I couldn't have foreseen that that's where it was gonna lead me no, or that yeah. I needed that gift. I needed to experience what it was like to have a, you know, accident. And then so I can help someone else who's having that same experience down the, down the line. And um, have you ever heard the story of the Taoist farmer? Yes. But yeah. you, want, you want to tell it really quick? It's a great one. Yeah, I'll tell a quick version of it. Um, so the Taoist farmer, of course, Taoism being the ancient philosophy that's very aligned with all these concepts we're talking about here today, if you don't know. Um, so the Taoist farmer kind of thinks in these terms. Uh, one day his horse runs off um, and his neighbors who don't have the same sort of outlook and philosophical viewpoint, uh, more definitely playing checkers, right? They, they come over and they say, oh my gosh, you know, we see your horse ran off and we know that your one horse, you need to help to uh, plow your fields and without it, you're screwed. And the Dallas farmer understanding everything's happening for him, not to him and trusting the mystery says, maybe so, maybe, maybe, who knows? The next day the horse comes back and a wild horse is following it. Uh, so, uh, what do you know? Fortune, according to the neighbors, they come over and say, oh my gosh, we thought you were screwed, but now we see you have double the horsepower because the wild horse came back and congratulations, you know, you are so blessed. Dallas farmer, unattached, maybe so. Next day, his son, his only human helper, uh, 
got on the wild horse to try and tame it, was thrown, broke a leg. Uh, and the uh, neighbor saw this, came over and said, oh my gosh, we thought you were screwed when you lost your horse. Then we thought you were blessed. Now we know you're screwed because without your son to help you with your fields, you're, you're done for. Dallas Farmer's response, maybe so. Next day, the military comes around gathering up all the young men in the village to take them off to be on the front lines in battle, sure to die. The farmer's son is of prime age. They come to gather him up and see him laid up in bed with a broken leg and they pass him by. Neighbors come over and say, oh my gosh, we thought you were screwed. Then we thought you were blessed. Then we thought you were screwed. Now we know you're blessed. What does the Dallas farmer say? Maybe so. So, yep, yep. So that's a part, that is a good uh, story about how to trust the mystery. And I know for lots of people, myself included, trusting is especially something that you can't touch or feel like you talked about earlier, but trusting becomes uh, a challenge at times, especially when things are getting wonky or, or we feel like it's against us or they're against us. So how, what, what would you suggest people do in order to, to learn to trust more? That's the great question, isn't it? It's like, I, I started really understanding a lot of these concepts, you know, 25 years ago. And it's one thing to understand them philosophy, philosophically, and it's another to apply them when the going gets tough. You know, Mike Tyson said it very well. He said, you know, everyone's got a plan until you get punched in the face. And <laughs> so, so, you know, that's where the work lies. It's getting up. You're going to fall. You're going to fall off the horse. Get up, dust yourself off, try again. Do a, and it's, it's, it's one of these things like going to the gym or doing something with repetition. You rewire new neural networks in your brain every time you take a situation that would have triggered you a certain way in the past, mm-hmm. but you start seeing it through that new light. It just, it's, it, you know, part of our evolution, it's a two step forward, one step back kind of shuffle. You know, it's like a spiral the way we're evolving and we circle back on things that we think we'd already worked through for further, deeper release. We're like layers of an onion, you know, in our being. So being gentle with yourself, not beating yourself up too bad when you fall off. Oh my gosh, I just completely was lost my cool and reacted and yelled and anger and I failed that, you know, test, let's say. Uh, you know, for me, I, I think, okay, well, instead of beating myself up, loving myself here, what would love do now, right? Is always, and then, hey, you're, guess what? The universe is no shortage. It's got all the no time and eternity to give you another opportunity to try again. And, Over you know, I, I like to say smooth seas never made for a skilled sailor and we all came to be skilled sailors. So you're going to get your opportunity. Beating yourself up for falling short is about the worst thing you can do. Yeah, yeah. Because it's part of the dance. So this leads into loving what comes then. Okay, yeah. because, because loving what comes also, it, it, you have to go hand in hand with trusting mm-hmm. and then loving, welcoming. Uh, I just listened to a talk about welcoming anything that comes at you, welcoming yep. it. Whether it's whether you want to label it good, bad, ugly, stinky, happy. Yep. But so loving what comes. So how, So just explain to everybody, briefly how how you can do that yeah it's very closely tied to trusting the mystery right it's like i at the end of the day what i believe is going on is source god higher self the universe consciousness whatever you want to call it 
it is at its core, it is love. That's what it is. But, ha- you know, if it's all one, it's all the same stuff, it's all one, and it's love, There's then there's no contrast for it to know itself, right? It becomes meaningless, right? Mm-hmm. Put me in, a, in an infinitely white room and then put one black speck, and now I have some contrast. To, you know, otherwise, I just lose all understanding of what I, is going on. And so that's what, what I believe God, that's the dance God is doing with herself. This is how God gods by experiencing that which she's not so that he can experience that which is uh, more fully and it means something. And so once you understand that everything is at the core level playing out that experience, then it naturally takes you to a place of, oh, well, I can either kick and scream throughout this process eternally, or I can learn to trust it. And, and, you know, the question is always, can I be the space for this? You know, whatever arises, love that. Can I do that? Can I be the space for this? Can I be love now in the spite of this and in the face of this? And when you, when you can, when it's really challenging, that's when the growth comes. And all of a sudden you become more, all of a sudden you're more of what your higher self is. And all of a sudden you're now it's the level up on the video game. And so you're going to get the opportunity. And once you, once you understand that it's all about learning to love what arises and love what comes, then you're, you're a little more prepared when you get hit, hit in the face. Oh, hold on. Nope, no, no, no. I'm not going to, no, no anger here. I'm okay. What would love do? And love is so powerful. It dissolves everything that sort of opposes it ultimately. And then you realize, oh, this is the actual superpower by surrender, uh, surrendering to the process and keeping my heart open no matter what. You know, I talk about in that chapter, uh, the the book, The Untethered Soul by Michael oh, Singer. yep. Just love Michael Incredible. Singer. Yep. It's so good. And he talks about, you know, where having your heart open. It's like most of us, we we, we have this Ferrari of a, of a vehicle and we're stopping and starting you know, all the time, smashing the gas, smashing the brakes, smashing. If, if I smell cookies like my grandmother made when I was a kid and it's a good memory, my heart opens. If I smell something that was, reminds me of an awful memory, you know, the, at the orphanage or whatever, uh, then my heart closes. If you say this to me, you compliment my eyes, my heart opens. If you say my shirt's weird, my heart closes. It's like, but meanwhile, that heart, it's not just a physical valve, it's a spiritual valve. That's all of our chi, life force from source is coming through the heart center. So once you understand that, it doesn't make any sense to ever let an external event cause me to turn off the tap of chi, <laughs> right, of life force. So the only game in town becomes how do I keep the faucet always open so it's overflowing from me regardless of external circumstances. And this is, you're, you, you kind of start doing it for I call it the good kind of selfish. Like, hey, the more I can, I can overflow. The more it's going to flow into you. The more everyone wins. And yeah. that all comes from learning to love what comes. And that goes right back to what we were talking about at the beginning of of giving more than you think you can and connecting more than you think you can. And it helps you stay open hearted and it helps you ground in love. So, Brandon, thank you, thank you for uh, writing the book. The Golden Key, Modern Alchemy to Unlock Infinite Abundance. Thank you. I'm telling you guys, this is a must-have in your library. And, you know, you can read it one paragraph at the time, at a time. Read the paragraph or the little mini chapters in the chapter. Sit with it. Because you, it's almost like you, Brandon, you gathered so much information 
and put it in this itty bitty book. <laughs> and I really appreciate it. So um, where can people get the book? And also where can people go to listen to your podcast? Yeah, yeah. So the podcast is called Positive Head and you can find the Positive Head podcast anywhere that you would get a podcast, you know, all the, all the different platforms and podcast apps and, you know, Spotify and Apple, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and um, so also I have a late night style show that I uh, called Optimistic spelled like M-Y-S-T-I-C, Optimistic. I love it. Optimistic.tv. I have a few episodes of that I've released and there's more to come. Um, and then the book, um, part of what was shown to me in the dream is uh, to gift it to people. I feel like it's the best way I can help to wake up the planet. And I, once again, it's a good kind of selfish. The more people I can help, the more that energy comes back to me because I'm always doing it to, to, to self. So if you go to goldenkey.gift, G-I-F-T. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. And if you use the, 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 the golden key code at checkout, Susan B, you can get the audio and or ebook as a gift. Okay. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, I so appreciate that. And Brandon, thank you for all the good work you've been doing and, and I know continue to do. I just, I just thank you for being one of those illumined lights that's oh. just shining so bright. So thank you very oh. much. Well, I am a reflection of you. And so thank you for creating me in this image <laughs> and <laughs> vice versa. You are a beautiful reflection and all of you listening as well. You wouldn't be here hearing this conversation if we weren't very close soul family. And um, I just want to say congratulations. You're doing it. The journey is the goal. Go easy on yourself. What would be loving to yourself most of all, most importantly, because if you're beating yourself up, you're just not understanding how much you deserve love. And, and every moment is another chance to turn it around all around. Anyway, there is no past. Show it to me. You can show me a picture. It doesn't, it wouldn't even like you remember it. The future is never going to show like you imagine it either. And now you are it, you are doing it. And congratulations. Brandon Beachin, thank you so much. Thank you. And so I'm just gonna end with, and so it is, namaste. Well, that wraps up our empowering chat today. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, go to susanborrell.com. You can see all of the information about my new book, Live an Empowered Life, A 30-Day Journey. You can also access guided meditations that I have on Insight Timer through the website and just see what else is out there on my site that you might find empowering and exciting to experience. You can also contact me through the website at susan at susanborell.com. So that's it for today. See you next time. <laughs>